afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Looking Up. Yes, welcome back indeed. And Shell and Gracie. It's all a bit (laughs) crazy here. Who is Gracie? Who is Gracie? (laughs) Gracie is my second love. No. There's a little uh, dog in Gra- this office. <laughs> Gracie is my little tiny toy cavoo. And, and she um, is so cute. She's very adorable. But um, I didn't realize she was that clingy. Yeah. I've brought her in for the first time. This is really her first excursion apart from the groomers. <laughs> and um, and she's like a little kid, like needs to see me. She's yeah. just, she's happy to run around wherever as long as she can see me and hear me. <laughs> like a little kid. I've never seen this before. Yes, yeah, so this is. An interesting experiment. So she's here with us. So she's one of our guests today. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So, um, Charissa, here we are on Looking Up, a bit of a different kind of program. <laughs> we'll see how this all works out. Shell's just killing herself laughing. Um, so anyway, um, Gracie is the guest of the North New South Wales Conference Office. She was invited by the secretary. Abel, Pastor oh. Abel, he invited her to come along. So that's how she got here. That's how she got here. So, um, and she's she's she, having a she's um <laughs> she's my one little wish, best friend. I wish radio could have a screen so people oh, could see this. Right if now. you could see this little dog, this little adorable very dog, cute. um, very cute little dog. So yeah, here we are, folk, and um, welcome, uh, wherever you are listening from. We are glad to have you, um, joining us here today on Looking Up. And uh, we're going to talk more than just about dogs. We're going to be talking <laughs> Bible prophecy today, in case you're wondering. Um, yeah, we're going to be looking at the book of Daniel once again. We're in the last couple of chapters. Chapter 11, in fact, today will be our main focus. I'm not sure if we'll get beyond that. Um, but, yeah, we're looking forward to that. So we're going to give you some details of how you can contact us. Now, Sharissa, if people want to contact us, what phone numbers can they get in touch with us for prayer requests or questions or comments? So we would love to hear from you. It's 0491-064-669. That's the studio number, 0491-064-669. Fantastic. Well, beautiful day. Yeah, it is. Not too cold. No, not. Lovely. Have you had a lovely afternoon so far? So far, so good. Oh. I'm looking forward to this this episode. Yeah, it's 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 a fantastic episode. So um, we're looking forward to it, and I pray that you'll have your Bibles with you if you if you have them. Otherwise, if you're driving, just keep your eyes on the road and and listen very carefully. And so after this break, we're going to come back and um, we're going to take a look at what's been sort of happening. I'm in the news as it relates to Bible prophecy. And then after that, we're going to start digging into the Word. So sit back and enjoy this beautiful song from Alison Krauss and the Cox family, I'd Rather Have Jesus. This is one of my favorite hymns. Beautiful hymns. So sit back and enjoy.
song by Alison Krauss and the Cox family. I'd Amen. rather have Jesus. Well, welcome to our listeners. You're listening to Looking Up with Danny and Sharissa on a fine Wednesday afternoon. And yeah, we need to talk about our weekends, what's been happening in the world, any significant news reports I've noticed as far as the signs of the times go. And uh, I know for one thing, Shell has had a very big weekend. Oh yes, this, this is past weekend. This is front and center. This <laughs> is front and center. So front um, page stuff. Absolutely. Say, so, Shell, what happened in your world on the weekend? Oh, I don't know if I can remember. <laughs> it was a big weekend. It was so big that it's taken her memory away. Yeah. Yeah, my son got married. Oh Yay. wow! How exciting! The Lord. How exciting! Yeah, it was really great. Um, the the service went like. Really well. Um, she, she told, um, Lyle, um, her father-in-law now <laughs> to, um, to go long. She said, go long. Oh, <laughs> wow. but, but I thought that a it was good so sign. good. I, it didn't feel long to me. It felt very, very short. It was over very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And the reception was, um, really good. His brother was his best man and gave the, probably the speech of the night. It had everybody in stitches. And, uh, <laughs> I can imagine what one brother would be able to say about another brother. Yeah. There'd be stories. I know. Stories galore. And you yes. escaped all the lockdowns. No, not everybody made oh. it. There was oh. one of the bridesmaids didn't make it. And um, was, she from, was she from Sydney somewhere? Yes. Yeah. Uh, from Victoria. Oh, from Victoria. Yeah, and wow. a lot of um, the bride's um, family Okay, was from Victoria. So there was... Yeah, they couldn't make it. Yeah, there was quite a few people who missed out on coming. Two of her siblings and, yeah, just a lot of her other relatives. Wow. But other than that, Hiccup, yeah, it was really good. Wow. So, so your son's name? Harley. Harley. And his wife now? Eliza. Eliza. So Harley and Eliza, big congratulations. Absolutely. Fantastic. That's a big day. It's a uh, wonderful day. A wonderful day. And was the weather great? The weather was perfect. Yes, oh. it was. It was just a really beautiful day. And now they're in the Whit Sundays. So oh, they're oh that's a terrible so. place to be <laughs> right now in the in middle winter. of winter. <laughs> that's wow, great. that's fantastic. And whereabouts was the, was the wedding? Um, whereabouts was it held? In Brisbane? Well, it was in the midst of some corn, um, some sugar cane, sorry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just this beautiful little um, uniting church chapel in, um, yeah, just about 40 minutes from Logan Reserve. Oh, wow. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, fantastic. Perfect. Can't yes. wait to see photos. Oh, I know. I'm like really looking forward to seeing the pictures. Yeah, that's oh, wonderful. That's exciting. That is very exciting, Shell. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so that's one down. So two, two. Oh, two. Oh, that's They're right. Oh, down. that's right. Your other son got married last year, wasn't it? Yeah, he, During got, COVID. he got married in September. Yeah. And wow. on Harley and Eliza's um, uh, program, they actually accidentally wrote the wrong year. They wrote 2020. <laughs> 
So it said June 20, 2020. And um, a couple people came up to him like, are we time traveling? (laughs) And yeah, and then he he just looked over at his brother because the wedding hadn't quite started yet. And he's like, well, I did want to get married before you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a clever one. So so which one of the... Harley's older, isn't he? Harley's older. So so the younger brother got married last year. Oh, well, there you go. Your family's grown very quickly. Yes. I know. Two weddings in, in, in 12 months. And yeah. there's and a, a grandbaby on the way. And it's a girl too. So oh, once wow. she's born, then for the first time in my married life, I will finally we have an outnumbering vote. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. You know what? When so, the grandchildren come along, they always have the overwhelming vote. They have the last say. I mean, grandchildren, they literally run the show. <laughs> I mean, have you seen grandchildren like around grandparents? Whatever they say goes. Yeah, they're very happy, aren't they? Oh, boy, boy, like a piggy in mud. They're just over the moon. So Mm. that's wonderful, Shell. Fantastic. And uh, what about you, Pastor Danny? What happened in your world? What about me? Um, it was, it was a bit of a stressful, bit of a stressful Sunday for me. I had to go to Tuggera Shopping Centre, um, Westfield. <laughs> I seriously get anxiety um, when I go. <laughs> the dog is a therapy dog. Oh, the dog is a therapy dog. It took me a long time to calm down after that experience. I couldn't remember the last time I'd been to Tuggera. So I had to go because I had to go buy some jeans. Um, so I was starting to develop like holes in the uh-huh, jeans uh-huh. and that's what people buy. They buy holy yeah. jeans today. <laughs> like, true. Yeah, whereas, you know, I'm like, I'm, I, can't, I can't wear jeans that have got holes in them, you know. <laughs> So anyway, so I, I had to go. Otherwise, my wife, she normally buys all my, my you know, my basic jock socks and so mm-hmm. forth. You know, she buys all these clothes for me, T-shirts and that. Mm-hmm. But she couldn't buy my jeans because i got to try them on. Yeah. So I had to go. Did she go with you, though? Yeah, she oh, went that, with me to hold good. my hand and just calm me. That's good. They, they kept going. <laughs> so, yeah, this, I don't know, they talk about retail therapy. Uh-huh. I, I needed it. I needed therapy after <laughs> my retail experience. I don't know what you call that, but I needed therapy. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was my Sunday. It was a bad. It was like raining. It mm. was wet and raining, so I couldn't do my mountain biking. No tennis, and yeah, I guess that's all that was left to go to the shops and buy jeans. Oh, very good. What about you? Well, my weekend was a little more low key than that, but it was my sister's birthday oh. on Saturday. So yeah, we spent some time with her, and that was nice. Fantastic in Sydney. Yeah, we did. Just as not well. not not in the COVID area. Not in the COVID area. <laughs> well, I don't even know if we can get to Sydney now. Yeah, well, I was oh. just looking at the news and seeing that there's some new restrictions coming and explosions of cases, but. Um, Gracie has some news to share. <laughs> Gracie, do you have anything to share? She almost did. <laughs> she almost did. She's, um, yeah, I didn't realize she's just so clingy. No. Um, I, I had no idea. This never happened before because I've never taken her on an excursion like this ever. So this is her first excursion, like in 18 months, you know, since she was born. Um, and yeah, just didn't realize how clingy she is, you know, yeah. like a little kid. She you know, is. like a little kid. She was, uh, yeah. Oh, it's lovely. It brings back memories of you my know. dog. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. It, was, it was great having Gracie. Like, I think I might have said this before, but um, before I got Gracie, I couldn't say that when I get home, there is genuinely <laughs> someone happy to see me. I couldn't <laughs> say that before I got Gracie. But now I can say with certainty, when I get home, there is someone happy to see me at the front door. That's <laughs> yeah. like excited that I'm home. Yep, yep. <laughs> 
Isn't that I right, Gracie? I can see that right so anyway, here. Yeah. Well, um, has there been anything in the news that caught your eye this week and reminding us of the times we live in? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, like what you mentioned, uh, you know, these new COVID restrictions that are being rolled out. Um, and it's, it's fascinating how I think things are being, you know, ramped up a little more when it comes to, you know, um, COVID anxiety mm-hmm. um, in that, you know, this new strain that we are told, you know, you can you can get it from like just a fleeting, you know, a, a fleeting, I'm just looking here at a headline, um, the words of our Premier, scarily fleeting, she said, you know, you can just be in the presence of someone, not even touching them for what, 5, 10, 15 seconds, and you can get this new you know, um, strain, this new Delta strain, as they have named it. And so, look, this all reminds me that um, what Jesus said, that, you know, men's hearts will be failing them from fear, you know, because Mm -hmm. of the expectation uh, of the things that are coming upon the world and that there's going to be, you know, a lot of trouble and and anxiety and stress and depression and so forth. And, you know, we can see all these things taking place. And COVID um, is actually, um, you know, adding to people's already stressed out lives and um, and people already suffering from anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, people are taking medication unlike any other time, um, you know, to deal with the stresses of life and then to add all these extra stresses. Uh, p- people are just really getting to the point where, you know, they're not sure how much more of this they can handle. And so, and that's why it's just so important for people to be looking up because really, that really is our only hope, you know, to be looking to Christ, to hold on to Christ, Amen. and He'll see us through. So the worst things get the the the, the tighter our grip needs to be on that nail scarred hand of Jesus. Amen. I was actually in a study with somebody yesterday. We were studying the Bible. We were in Daniel chapter four, which we've passed in our yes. in our studies here. But the reminder in that story that stood out to me yesterday was just how Nebuchadnezzar's life was looking pretty down until he looked up. And when he looked up, it changed everything. Yes, and he acknowledged indeed. the God of heaven, and it was a life-changing moment for him. Yeah, it, it appears, yeah, Nebuchadnezzar's experience that he's, he's not settled. Mm. You know, he doesn't have peace in his life. He's always seeking and searching for something. And then, yeah, and then you see his testimony in Daniel chapter 4, and it just seems all of a sudden this overwhelming peace from heaven that heaven alone can bring has come into his life. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I saw something in the news and my husband brought this um, to my attention, but the WHO, uh, an official yeah, or the staffer World, from the World Health Organization, yeah, yep. has said, intimated that climate lockdowns could be looming in the future. Mm. And then I'm looking here on the news in, in other articles, and this was at the beginning of the month of June, but local lockdowns actually brought fast global ozone reductions, according to NASA. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we, we remember that from last year. I mean, we've talked about, you know, the skies clearing and people in China in some of those big cities being able to see blue sky for the first time in a long time. So, yeah. Yeah, it was just really interesting how that's now the next thought progression mm. there. And, you know, especially in light of what we know from yeah. the Bible and what, you know, the end scene will look like. Yeah, we need to look at that and we need to spend a bit of time on that. Um, I, I really would like us to unpack, you know, what the... From the Bible, you know, what the climate change um, agenda, if you want to call it, that has when it comes to the connection with Bible prophecy, as well as, you know, this great reset that we've talked about, mm-hmm. which is dealing with, you know, the economic um, 
uh, way of life and, and, and a new greener economy. They're, they're all kind of linked. You've got the family. There's a number of things that are linked. And um, so I think that's, that's, that's a subject or subjects that we need to spend some time and to unpack that and yeah, look at the broader context of Daniel and Revelation and Revelation in particular. But yeah, there's, there are a number of things happening in that space. Awesome. Well, uh, I look forward to those conversations. In the moments that remain, um, we have a really exciting free offer today for the first person to call in and who will we give it to next? Maybe the first and the fifth. First and the fifth. Okay. So you what can- do you reckon, Gracie? She says first and fifth. <laughs> Bad for the dogs. <laughs> Input there. <laughs> so yeah, first or fifth, and uh, yeah, it's it's a DVD, and you might have seen this one. It's Revelation: The Bride, the Beast, and Babylon. Oh wow, it's that an epic DVD. That is an epic DVD. And wow. uh, but it's going to go to the first person or the fifth person who calls or texts us on our studio number, which again I repeat is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine with the code word, mm. which we will release. Throughout the program. Yeah, and it's going to be based on our program today. So yeah. the code word is going to be a pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, is there anything else that st- stands out to you? Well, um, yeah, just in regards to um, COVID once again and what I just shared earlier, um, you know, rising sort of tensions and civil unrest like our neighbours, Fiji, mm-hmm. uh, they have, you know, they have um, – you know, a lot of COVID going through the country right now. They were mm. kind of COVID-free for a long time, but now all of a sudden it's it's hit them like a tsunami. Yep. And I was just reading on the news, you know, civil unrest was the headline and political instability threatened Fiji as COVID-19 outbreak takes hold. And so, you know, we're, we're dealing uh, with a nation where, you know, they don't have a government that can just fork out, you know, job keeper and stimulus packages and so on and so forth to individuals and businesses and so forth. You know, Australia is really blessed in that way. So people need to go and work. They can't stay at home because there is no Centrelink up the road that's going to provide funds for them if they're not working. Mm-hmm. And so if people don't work, they don't eat and the children don't eat. And so things don't end up very well. And so it's creating more and more unrest. And so once again, you know, we, 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 we have this, you know, we have this situation where people um, and, and governments are not sure how to deal with things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. I, I was just a bit distracted there. Gracie is, is crying at the right time. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty woeful world we live in. It but is. She's even crying. <laughs> <laughs> but what a wonderful time in history to be yeah, looking up. Absolutely. And that is, that, that is our only hope, yeah. to look up. Jesus is our only hope and the second coming. And we want to encourage our listeners, wherever you're listening from, if you are listening to these uh, things, listening to Faith FM, and you're interested in learning more about the Bible, we'd love to connect you Mm, with a local uh, person who could, a local rep who could study the Bible with you, teach you um, how to go through the Bible yourself, because it's such an exciting time to be studying the Bible. It has so much to say about today, as you've been saying. Well, we're going to go to a song by Candice Bergen, Under Your Wings, and then after that, there'll be the news, and then after that, we'll be back with our Bible study today. Tackling a big chapter. This is the biggest. This the biggest. is the biggest in the book of Daniel because it's um it's very misunderstood and not well understood at all by many. So we're gonna we're gonna dig into that and we'll see how far we go. Yes. <laughs> Daniel chapter eleven. Looking forward Look to forward it. to the study as well.
Everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3:30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Oh. 
That is a wonderful song and a beautiful introduction to our Bible study segment here. You're listening to Looking Up with Danny and Sharissa. And uh, we're about to begin probably one of the biggest Bible studies we've ever attempted to. (laughs) (laughs) Bigger than Ben-Hur. Yes, bigger than Ben-Hur. So uh, I think we definitely need to pray. Like about 20 minutes (laughs) worth of prayer. (laughs) We could spend this whole segment just praying. But before we do, a reminder, there will be a special free offer and it's going to the first person or the fifth person who will call or text us with the code word, which is still coming. But this is really a very exciting free offer that we've got for you today. It's called, it's a DVD. It's called Revelation, The Bride, The Beast and Babylon. It is a brilliant production. I've actually seen it and a couple of times. So if you're interested, just take note of this number for when the code word comes. It's 0491064669. And on that note, Pastor Danny, would you like to uh, open and ask God's blessing on this study? Absolutely. Father in heaven, we want to thank you so much for your word. We ask and pray that as we as we seek to unpack this all-important chapter, Daniel chapter 11, um, Father, that you'll give us wisdom and understanding, and especially uh, as our listeners, many of them for the first time will be encountering uh, this passage in the book of Daniel. We pray that that you will help us to understand the important things, the big picture, um, mm-hmm. this this great controversy battle between good and evil and how you deliver your people. Uh, Father, we pray for your Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, before we um, jump in, we hope if you have access to a Bible, pull one out. Or if you have access to a piece of paper, that'll be just as useful with a pencil to write down any details. Because it's pretty hard just putting this all together, just listening. Like, I'm a visual person, so I like to see things. But um, just maybe we can back up and remind people what we've looked at in the book of Daniel so far. So. Do you want to do a sure. quick overview? Sure, I'm happy okay. to do that. So, um, yeah, the book of the book of Daniel has got both stories and prophecies, uh, and uh, the stories have end time significance, each and every one of them. And the Bible prophecies uh, also connected with end time significant events, of course, and and history all the way from the from Daniel's day to the end of time. Now. I can just give a very brief summary of um, Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 8 to 9, and Daniel chapters 10 to 12. These are four major prophecies that that follow the same sequence from the days of Babylon all the way through to the end of time. And so in in the Daniel 2 prophecy, we have the history of, the nations of the then known world from the days of Babylon Mm -hmm. and King Nebuchadnezzar all the way to the second coming. And we have the second coming described as a stone that that is cut out without hands. So the second coming of Jesus is this kingdom stone. In Daniel chapter 7, we go once again from Babylon to the second coming. And this time we have the kingdom given to the saints Mm -hmm. of the Most High. Mm -hmm. So once again, it finishes with the second coming. Then in Daniel 8 and 9, it's one prophecy, um, you have from the Medo-Persian Empire, and that is because Babylon was pretty much uh, coming to an end, and also that prophecy specifically looks at the time frame from the Medo-Persian Empire all the way through to the end of time. And the second coming there is described as this little horn that was broken without hands. Mm-hmm. 
And so more and more details are added. And then finally, in Daniel's 10 to 12, this final fourth and final prophecy, once again, we go from Medo-Persia all the way to the second coming. And this time, the second coming is is highlighted by the resurrection. So we've got the stone. The kingdom given to the saints of the Most High, we have this little horn power or this Antichrist power. Uh, It's broken at the end of time, and then you have the resurrection. So just more and more detail are added in this repeat and enlarge scenario that we have all the way through Daniel. That's wow. that's the key point. I like that. I, I like how you reminded us that each of these prophecy chapters, they all end with the second coming they of Jesus. They all end with the second coming a very appropriate and the delivery theme. of God's people. Amen. A very appropriate theme for our study on this particular show, Looking Up. We Amen. are anticipating and looking forward to the return of Jesus Christ. And so I guess as you highlighted, uh, chapters 10, 11, and 12 kind of all go together as a, you know the end uh, end package here. But chapter 11, like last week we started in chapter 10. We did chapter 10. And we, we saw the importance of prayer. And so yeah. then an angel comes to Daniel and... In answer to his prayer, and chapter 11 and 12 is what the angel shares with Daniel uh, in answer to the prayer. That's right. So, yeah, so, so Daniel 10 is, is the prayer of Daniel. Daniel 11, we'll discover, is the vision. Yes. And then Daniel chapter 12, from about from verse 5 to verse 13 to the end of the chapter, is the interpretation of the vision. And this is an interesting point that I, that I picked up today as I was reading. All four of these prophecies, um, all four of these prophecies from Daniel 2, all the way through, you have the vision and then you have the interpretation of the vision. Really fascinating. Mm-hmm. So all four of them. So God gives the vision and then God, you know, gives an understanding for what that uh, vision is. And um, so it's just incredible to, to see this beautiful uh, way that God is able to share his message of truth. So we don't need to be guessing yes. um, and speculating. It's just so clear. Amen. Well, let's dive in then now with that backdrop. Um, and we can read, I'll read maybe for us, <laughs> verses 1 to 4, and then I'll let you do the opening commentary on this. Sure. So here we go. Daniel chapter 11, verse 1. Also in the year, in the first year of Darius the Mede, I, even I stood up to confirm and strengthen him. And by the way, this is finishing a parenthetical statement from the previous chapter. The angel is speaking. Now we continue. Verse two. And now I will tell you the truth. Behold, three more kings will arise in Persia and the fourth shall be far richer than them all. By his strength through his riches, he shall stir up all against the realm of Greece. Then a mighty king shall arise who shall rule with great dominion and do according to his will and when he has arisen his kingdom shall be broken up and divided toward the four winds of heaven but not among his posterity nor according to his dominion with which he ruled for his kingdom shall be uprooted even for others besides these okay so um this is probably the easiest part of daniel (laughs) chapter 11 we have just read it yeah and um it's pretty straightforward here um most uh, Bible commentators uh, agree on, on what is being shared here, and that is that we have um, the beginning. So, so we, we have Daniel beginning here with the Medo-Persian mm-hmm. Empire, mm-hmm. and uh, three. he talks about the three, three kings yep. uh, that will arise, and so that's exactly what we have in history. Yes. We have three kings that arise, um, and then he moves on to the next kingdom. So it kind of bypasses it bypasses a number of a number of kings and goes straight to the beginning of the Greek 
kingdom. Mm-hmm. And you read that. Um, it talks about Greece um, yeah. at the end of verse 2, this mighty king that arises. And it was very interesting there how his kingdom, it says, will be broken up and divided toward the four winds of heaven, but not among his posterity, which yeah. is exactly what happened. So this king, in case we haven't mentioned it, this is Alexander the Great. Yes. So and the, he had no children. He had no children, but he had four generals. Uh-huh. And so the four winds represent these four generals um, that carved up the Greek empire after the death of Alexander the Great. And so we have uh, these four kingdoms. Uh, being, um, where are we here? I, I have jotted these down. Uh, well, the four generals, uh, Ptolemy, yeah. Cassander, Seleucus, and Lysimachus. Yes. Uh, they're, they're the four generals. And, um, and then we have after that, as you'll continue, well, I'm not sure if you're going to read it, if we're going to read it, but then for the next 10 verses or so, yeah. we have, um, the main focus on two kingdoms. Yes. Well, maybe just to give people an yeah. idea of what that, looks like we should read just maybe five and six. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Also, the king of the south shall become strong as well as one of his princes, and he shall gain power over him and have dominion. His dominion shall be a great dominion. And at the end of some years, they shall join forces for the daughter of the king of the south shall go to the king of the north to make an agreement, but she shall not retain the power of her authority and neither he nor his authority shall stand up, but she shall be given up uh, with those who brought her and with him who begot her and with him who strengthened her in those times and it goes on and on and on but you were just introduced to the two uh to this new metaphor i guess you could also call yeah. it like it's uh this identity of the king of the north and the king of the south as you keep reading it seems to be shifting um and representing some uh, the powers that are opposed to god's people so yeah, well, it's interesting because um, in, in each one of the four prophecies that we've looked at, in each one of those four prophecies that outline human history, we have a, a focus. Mm-hmm. You have a different focus. Like in Daniel chapter 2, there the focus is on Rome and in particular this stone that is carved out you know, without a hand that, that describes, you know, the second coming of Jesus. That, that has the, the most airtime in Daniel chapter 2. In Daniel chapter 7, it's this little horn power. That arises, you know, that that will oppose God's people, yeah. and then in Daniel eight and nine, you have this little horn power that magnifies itself, um, you know, to the Prince of Heaven, mm-hmm. and so you have the sanctuary now, um, and then in in this passage here, you have two powers. One is called the King of the South. The other one is called the King of the North, and so these two powers represent this conflict. That will be taking place um, over the over you know over the course of history, all the way from the time of of Greece, yes, and all the way through to the end of time. Now, uh, you know, it goes through a lot of detailed history. Oh, tons and uh, tons of detail, yeah. which I think would be very painful to do over radio. <laughs> you would be for us at this time, but there is some moments in the chapter which are just really clear and very easy to yeah. to. Um, to understand, there is. But before before we get to some of those, I'd probably just probably yep. be worth just talking about like the King of the North yep. and the King of the South, who the, who, who who they generally represent. Um, yes. Well, the the King of the North were the Seleucids. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was um, one of one of the generals of Alexander, and uh, they were based or their headquarters were in Syria. You know, back back in the time. The king of the south, or the Ptolemies, you know, Ptolemy and his kingdom was based 
in Egypt. So the reason why one is called king of the north and one is called king of the south is because it's in reference to where Israel is. Israel's in the middle of those two kingdoms. And so the king of the north, which would be, which well, ultimately it has its headquarters there in Babylon, and we'll discover what that means. The king of the south has its headquarters in Egypt, okay, in connection with Israel. So you have so you have one who is Babylon, and we're dealing with spiritual uh, confusion and religious apostasy. That's literally what Babylon represents. And the king of the south, Egypt, represents rebellion and defiance towards God. And that reminds us of the of Pharaoh, who said, you know, who who is this God? Who is this God that I shall let? The people go when Moses says to him, God has said, Yahweh has said, let my people go. That's, that's a good, I'm glad you, you stopped us to give that, uh, those very important details right there. So I just thought in the time that remains on this segment, which isn't much, but in verse 20, if I could maybe not get too far, we'll read verse 20. It says, there shall arise in his place one who imposes taxes on the glorious kingdom, but within a few days he shall be destroyed, but not in anger or in battle, verse 21. And in his place shall arise a vile person to whom they will not give the honor of royalty, but he shall come in peaceably and seize the kingdom by intrigue. Like this is history here now. We're talking about the history of pagan Rome, especially here. It's a Dead giveaway. One who imposes taxes. Mm. We actually remember in the Caesar Augustus. Yeah, in the life of uh, baby Jesus. That's <laughs> you right. know, when he was born, that was happening. And then, of course, also um, in verse twenty-one, it talks about a, a in his place shall arise a vile person. We know again from history who this is, and this is Tiberius Caesar. Mm. And you can cross-check that too with details that we find in the book of Luke. Um, is there anything you want to add to that? No, no. Then I'll just read verse 22 and you can identify one important character here, the, the important character. With the force of a flood, they shall be swept away from before him and be broken and also the prince of the covenant. Okay, that word there, prince, is very significant. And just in a, in a few brief words, that prince is used in Daniel nine twenty five and 26 to connect us with the Messiah. And that's the only time that very word... Um, for prince, nagid in the Hebrew is used for Jesus Christ. All other times that word prince is used for a secular power. I didn't but know it that. connects us, it connects that passage, it connects this verse here with Daniel chapter 9 and Jesus Christ. So this is Jesus Christ coming onto the scene of history during the time of Rome. Excellent. Well, that's nice and clear so far. So I'm looking forward to the next segment as we come back. We've got a beautiful song now, Immortal Invisible, and then we shall return with the rest of the chapter. Immortal, invisible, God only wise, enlightened, accessible, Blessed, most glorious, the Ancient of Days, Almighty, Victorious, Thy great name we praise. Unresting, unhasting, and silent as light, nor wanting, nor wasting, Thou rulest in might, Thy justice light. Shot fountains of goodness and love. Immortal. 
to Scott Wesley Brown, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise. Powerful hymn, timeless words, and forever true. Well, you are listening to Looking Up, and we're continuing our Bible study in the book of Daniel. If you have a Bible nearby, pull it out. um, uh, Pull it up on your phone because you'll you'll find it easier to follow us. We're about to dig into some more interesting, uh, very interesting verses here in the book of um, Daniel chapter 11. So uh, a reminder too to our listeners that there is a free offer on on the table today for the first person or the fifth person. We're going with the first and the fifth who will call or text us at the end of the program with the code word, which we haven't released yet. But a reminder what's up for grabs today is the DVD. The Reve- uh, It's a DVD called Revelation, The Bride, The Beast and Babylon. And so yes, please be listening out for that because you will want to get your hands on this DVD. Mm, the amen. number to call when we give the word will be 0491064669. Well, Pastor Danny, at this point, I thought that, you know, we've highlighted that the, the identities of the king of the north and the king of the south, they kind of shift and are fluid yeah, they th- are. throughout the chapter, chapter 11. But by the time we come to the end of the chapter, this is obviously concerning the end of time and even says so. So maybe we can read through and slowly unpack uh, the last few verses of Daniel chapter. We certainly can, but if we could just highlight one thing that I think we have, um, we we don't want to omit. Yes. Um, We've looked at, we've looked at Medo-Persia, Greece, the division of Greece. We've looked at Rome, pagan Rome. Uh Then we've looked at Jesus Christ coming onto the scene in verse 22. Yes. Then there is uh, a a number of verses regarding papal Rome. Well, we'll come back to those. Oh, we're going to come back to that. All right. Okay. Okay. So you've got that covered. (laughs) I've got it. I got it. But it's in a bit of a back to front way. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I guess I've got a male brain. You've got a female brain. And um, that probably explains why we're going to be doing it that way. So, yeah. (laughs) All right. Fine. All right. We have it covered. Now we're on the same page. We are on the same page. So, yes. so, we up, so we're looking we'll at, start at verse, verse 40. 40. Yeah, verse 40. Yeah, okay, I'll just read it for us. It says, At the time of the end, the king of the south shall attack him, that is the king of the north, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots, horsemen, and with many ships, and he shall enter the countries, overwhelm them, and pass through. So... What do we see happening here? Just in a, just put a visual out for our listeners. Okay, so here we have um, 
at the time of the end. So uh-huh. we will identify the time of the end. Um, this this period begins in 1798. Yes. Um, in the next chapter, we have we have the time reference, and we've already had this time reference of a time times and a half a time, or twelve hundred and sixty days, three and a half years, and so forth. So the time of the end begins in seventeen ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So at that period, we are told that the king of the south shall mm-hmm. attack him. Before this, the king of the north has been ruling and reigning. Yes. And we're going to get to that, aren't we? We're going to come back to that. As we backtrack. (laughs) (laughs) So we all have to be patient. We all have to be patient, including me. (laughs) All right. So so remember, the king of the south. Who's the king of the south? Okay, we we identified the king of the south as Egypt. All right. And what is Egypt famous for? Well, godlessness because of what Pharaoh said. Exactly. Who is God? Who, who is, is God? God that who I is his, exactly? Listen to him. So, so basically, yeah, exactly. So, so we have, so we have the the king of the south. He is defined as rebellion and defiance towards God. Yeah, secularism. Um, well, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should say too much more. You're probably going to say more on that. But um, when we take a look at that period in time in history, two hundred plus years ago now, we're looking at the advent of you know. Secularism. We're looking at the advent of um, uh, atheism. Uh, we're looking at the advent of Darwinianism, mm. and um, and also we're looking at the French Revolution. Yeah. Um, and what took place. All you right. Know. So I don't want to say too much I, because you're saying good things. <laughs> you know what is interesting to me when I was digging into this particular verse is that when the Bible says that the king of the south shall attack him, um, the word there for attack is also one that can be translated as to gore. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't so, I didn't go that far, but that's fantastic. Yeah, so gore. now if you think about that, so the king of the south gores the king of the north. If a bull gores you, like it's... Not, it's not going to be pretty. No, but it's not something you put a Band-Aid on. You no. know, it's like a mortal wound. It is. Yeah. Ah, oh, oh, ding, 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 ding. ding. All right. Okay. <laughs> Maybe explain oh, oh, oh. for the listener what the ding, ding is. <laughs> this is huge. This is huge. This is a huge insight. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, Shell, it's worth having Sharissa um, on this show. You can do away with Sometimes. me, but don't do away with Sharissa. That's that's just fantastic. Well, this this. Uh, connects us with Revelation thirteen three, uh-huh. because it says there that uh, the the papal system that would rule and reign for twelve hundred and sixty years, okay, would receive a deadly wound, mm-hmm. a deadly wound, and after this deadly wound, it would be healed, but it would receive a deadly wound. So this is what Daniel eleven is describing here in verse fourteen. It's describing this deadly wound. Absolutely. Wow. And you know what? That is so cool, Sharissa. It is. But on that same note, so the king of the south dead, gives a deadly wound to the king of the north. Mm-hmm. And then in the same verse, the king of the north comes against him and completely overwhelms him and yeah. passes through. So so this is really interesting because we, we have um, Daniel here only briefly pointing out this idea of the king of the south rising up, which we've talked about secularism and atheism and um, and the French Revolution and everything. It describes it in a few words, and then it zeroes in and focuses on the king of the north coming in over the top uh-huh. 
of the King of the South. Yes, is is where we are still yet to be. You know, we we, we are heading in that direction, but yes. we are still over these last two hundred years. We are still in the midst of the rise of the King of the South. Yes, and uh, I guess what we can also take from from this too, Pastor Danny, is that since. This attack happens, this mortal wounding happens, and then, as you said, the, the king of the north this uh, regains power over the king of the south, which we haven't fully seen come to fruition yet. We're seeing this happen, like developments towards this direction today. But it tells us that this verse describes a compressed timeline of events, and it doesn't describe an individual, but rather an end-time power. Mm, yes, indeed. Which is an important distinction. So I guess now we can come to that that important point that you wanted to bring up a moment ago, identifying very clearly, does the Bible identify clearly who the king of the north is at the end of chapter 11? Is it North Korea? No, it's not, <laughs> even though it does have the word north yeah. in there. <laughs> so now we can go back to some of the characteristics, which are just before it. and uh, Yeah. Where should we start? Verse 31? Verse 30, yeah, verse 31. Okay. So, so sh- yeah, you, you how go do we for do this? Do we want to read them all? Well, no, I, well, I'm just happy if you read. I mean, there's a number of um, things. Just a I think, couple? Uh, yeah, if you'd like to. But verse 31 is, is a real key verse. All right, we'll, we'll read that one. The Bible says, And forces, this is speaking of the king of the north, shall be mustered by him, and they shall defile the sanctuary fortress. Then they shall take away the daily sacrifices and the place and place there the abomination of desolation. Okay. The reason why I have um, sort of picked this verse out is because this verse connects us with Daniel chapter 8 mm. and verse 11. And in Daniel chapter 8, verse 11, there we also have the exact same phrase, taking away the daily. Okay. Um, now that is in reference, as we have discovered, to the to the priestly, high priestly ministry of Christ. Mm. And so, what we have, sadly, during the during the Dark Ages or during the 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 period when when the Church of Rome ruled and reigned um, there in Europe, we have we have the Church through the priests and the Mass mm. taking away that which belongs to Christ, the ministry of Christ, which is. You know, Christ is the one that forgives us. Mm. Um, and uh, the communion service, uh, symbols of Christ's, of Christ's sacrifice, not the literal body and the blood of Christ, as, as is the teaching in, in the Church of Rome. So, so we have here uh, the papacy identified, and it's spoken of as the abomination of, de- of desolation. Mm. And, um, and this is uh, a passage that reminds us of the abomination of desolation that we have in, in Daniel. Daniel, in Daniel chapter 9. And Jesus talked about that Jesus too. talked about it in Matthew 24. He said it was important to understand this. That's right. So the abomination is when we take, is when human individuals, is when human systems take away the prerogatives that belong to God and God alone, especially in relation to worship. Yes. That's the abomination. Now, what is false and idolatrous worship in the place of true worship? Exactly. And as I pointed out earlier, the king of the north represents Babylon, which represents spiritual confusion and religious apostasy Mm. in a nutshell. That's the king of the north. And so we have here um, described this abomination, which is taking away from that which belongs to Christ, mm-hmm. and that then leads to desolation. All it right. leads to destruction. 
So, and, and that's exactly what's happening in society right now. As we are turning our back on God, we're turning our back on God's commandments, we are reaping the whirlwind, as the Bible says. We are reaping a desolation in families, in, in health, in well-being, all across the board, the further we go away from what God's plan is for us, mm-hmm. God's principles in his word, in particular his commandments, the more we go away from that, the the greater the devastation we experience. It's just cause so and effect, true. spiritual cause and effect. So true. And you know what? This, this first identifying verse that we've read of who the king of the north is at the end of time, there's a couple, the, the rest of the verses that go from verse 31 right down to verse 40 where we were before. Yep. They give some pretty good clues, and I've got some here. It talks about how he will persecute the people of God. Um, Also talks about how he exalts and magnifies himself above every God and speaks blasphemies against the God of gods. Mm -hmm. Talks about how he will not regard the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor any God. Talks about how he will honor a God which his fathers did not know and whose glory he will advance. Verse 39 talks about how he will rule over many and profit from his sales. So he'll be economically (laughs) pretty well off. Um, he And then as we said in verse 40, he's mortally wounded, eventually recovers, and he conquers eventually, and apparently the king of the south, as we've identified already, um, godlessness, secularism, atheism, he's going to conquer that. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's interesting because um, we'll, we'll look at this in our, in our next program because we don't have time to look at Daniel 12. But it's interesting that it was Clovis, mm-hmm. the king of the Franks, that gave the Church of Rome um, its, uh, its, its, I guess, its political authority and power um, in, in 508 in that it joined, it joined church and state together. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's interesting that the French general Berthier yeah. um, was the one that inflicted the deadly wound. So France, yeah. you know, is considered sort of the, the the daughter of the Roman Church. Wow, gave it its power and it took it away. Wow, that's so uh, cool. two bookends. Yeah, um, we'll deal with that more next week. But I thought that was fascinating. Um, time is just flying on us today. So I guess another summary point that we could say is that since the identity of the king of the north throughout the chapter chapter 11 you know it changes from power to power as each kingdom comes right. and goes we could say that it is a metaphor that describes the succession of powers that suppresses the people of god yes because also from daniel's perspective as a faithful israelite all of oppressive powers had one thing in common for him they all came from the north mm, that's um, right in his experience and prophets consistently describe impending crisis as coming from the north jeremiah was always talking about that too. So after this next song we're going to, God moves in a mysterious way. He sure does. does <laughs> and as we keep uh, unpacking the history here and, and what's coming in the future, I'm really looking forward to what we come to next in this Bible study. So enjoy the Lockwoods as we listen to them sing God moves in a mysterious way. Enjoy.
Amen. Welcome to listening to Looking Up with Teresa and Danny. We're in the middle of our Bible study on Daniel chapter 11. We're in the final verses, unpacking them. There's uh, so much there. There is so much in those four or five final verses of chapter 11. Amen. And uh, we still haven't given away our code word yet, but it's coming. We know yeah, that we've coming. got some e- eager it's listeners. It's a four-letter word. <laughs> four-letter oh, word. It, <laughs> so uh, uh, keep Keep holding on to that number there. As soon as we give it out, we will. You can ring or call or text uh, 0491064669 for this amazing DVD. Amen. But uh, back to Daniel chapter 11. Do you want to read verse 41 for us? Sure. Daniel 11 verse 41. He shall also enter the glorious land and many countries shall be overthrown. But though, but these shall escape from his hand, Edom, Moab, and the prominent people of Ammon. All right. So again, this is just adding to more identifying characteristics of which we've already listed so far. This is a militant power. It commands armies. It's a ruling global power. It possesses a palace. It conquers nations. It seeks control. And it's a religious power too, because in the verses we read before, verse 40, this power receives worship and exalts itself above God. And so basically, once we put all these clues together and we let the Bible interpret itself, it's just so clear as we've already kind of hinted at in this Bible study, but the last ruling power in Daniel chapter 11 has got to be the same power that we find identified in the book of Revelation in chapter 17. That's right. That's exactly right. And, um, and, and yeah, I think we'll, did you want to go there? Um, if, if you want to. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And as we go there, just to point out here, the glorious land, here we're dealing with symbols. So the glorious land here is a, is a, is a reference to Israel which is smack bang in the middle of the north and the south. This is not dealing with with physical Israel because we've already had a Bible study on this, Sharice, so where we've discovered that um, after the time of Christ, after the, the fulfillment of that 70-week prophecy mm-hmm. in Daniel 9, now Israel is the people of God. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the sons and daughters of Abraham, the seed of Abraham, are those that have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Um there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female. So now we no longer have uh, race or ethnicity. Uh, now we have all who are in Christ. Amen. You know, they are of Abraham's seed. So this glorious land, so this power will especially attack the people of God. Amen. The people of God. <laughs> I mean, not an amen moment, no. but, but it's very clear. Yeah, and, and really, and, and the enemy's attack has always been on God's faithful people. That's they right. are always, you center. know, they are front and center as far as his attack is, is concerned. And Might, not, yeah. sorry, and, and says, and not all are going to go along with it. Mm. There's these, these three kingdoms that are mentioned that are related to Israel, like um, from history. There will be those that will not go along with this, but will come back. You know, they when they hear the truth, when they discover what the what the truth is at the end of time, when they discover um, the truth about worship, the truth about allegiance and loyalty to God, they will make their stand. And maybe going to Revelation is a really good opportunity now because there we have a lot of these details filled in. Okay. So uh, I think if we... Where did you want to go? Did you want to go to Revelation chapter 17? Yeah, that's um, probably a good Revelation chapter 17. And here it speaks of... Um, in very clear language, Revelation chapter 17, and um, if my memory serves me correct, we are looking at um, verses 12 
to 14. This is really a summary um, of what we're looking at here in Daniel 11, 40 to 45. It says, the ten horns, this is, um, you know, the angel speaking to, to John. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. Now, these ten horns are a representative of the political powers at the end of time. Ten being, you know... Um, Complete. Completeness and, um, and, and, and fullness. So it's all the political powers at the end of time giving their authority for one hour. That means a short space of time, not a literal hour, but just a short space of time at the end of time to the beast, which is the Roman papacy, which, wow. we, have, we, have, which we have mentioned. So at the end of time, the world governments, the world powers will give their allegiance and will follow in the footsteps of Rome that will lead the way. Wow. And we can see this in some of the things that are happening in the world today when it comes to climate, when it comes to the economy, when it comes to the family. Um, the spokesman that is listened to today, I'm not talking about yesterday, I'm talking about right now, today, more than any other individual on the planet is Pope Francis. Mm-hmm. And he's he is the he is the 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 speaker on behalf of the Church of Rome. When he speaks, everyone listens, and I could say a lot more about that, which I might on another occasion. But that's really fascinating because then it goes on, and where are we in verse thirteen? These are of one mind. This is speaking of this new world order at mm-hmm. the end of time. Here mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast once again. Mm-hmm. You know. The governments of the world will follow in the footsteps of Rome that will lead the way. And then, verse 14, these will make war with the Lamb, who is Jesus Christ, and his people, and the Lamb will overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are called, so, and those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. Amen. This is powerful. Oh, it is powerful. And, you know, just thinking about a book that was written over 100, I think it was over 150 years ago, but The Great Controversy. Yeah. She said there in this book, let the restraints now imposed by secular governments be removed and Rome be reinstated to her in her former power and there would speedily be a revival of her tyranny and persecution. So according to, you know, what you've just shared in Revelation, what the Bible's sharing with us in Daniel chapter 11, verse 41, the king of the north is not going to forever be held in check. No. by secular governments that, at the that moment at the moment from the days of the French Revolution onwards in particular it's been held in check that's right and uh, as you mentioned not everybody will come under the control of the king of the north because no. in, in chapter 11 it mentions three groups Edomites Moabites and the people of Ammon who you noted were relatives of um, of the of Israel like Esau's descendants became the Edomites and the Moabites and um, were from, you know, the descendants of Lot by his two daughters. But, and some even believe that this could represent various religious factions Absolutely. in the world today. Whoever and whatever they represent, there's a beautiful prophecy, I think, in, in Isaiah chapter mm-hmm. 11, verses 11 to 16, which describes these peoples, the same group, uh, Edomites, Moabites, and the people of Ammon, as obeying the remnant of God's people, as in, like, joining them in, mm. in following God. It's an amazing passage to read. So I believe that we're going to see before Jesus comes back, some incredible things take place that people and 
people in places where you thought it was impossible for them to respond to the God, to the God of heaven, to impossible to respond to God's grace and that they would never give their lives to Jesus. They're going to respond to the everlasting gospel as, as it goes around the world before Jesus comes back. And they're going to take their stand with the people of God and escape the King of the North. Amen. And that is just so true, what you've just shared. And I love how you've just put it all together, Sharissa. Um, Revelation chapter 18 Mm. says that very thing. It says that at the end of time, and I'm reading here in Revelation 18.1, where John says, after these things I saw another angel. This is a fourth angel following those three angels of Revelation 14, coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. So this is the, the truth about God. His character, his love. Mm. And, and it says in the very next verse, and he cried mightily with a loud voice. This angel cries mightily with a loud voice. Babylon, the great, is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons and a prison of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of a fornication. And this is, so this is universal. Mm. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, which is what we read in Revelation chapter 17, yes. where, where the kings of the earth give their power and authority to the beast. Yes. That was Revelation chapter 17. They are of one mind. Wow. Let's keep reading. And it says, it says, For the, all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of a fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth, so this is business and economy, mm-hmm. have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. This is amazing as you're reading that because it's going parallel with Daniel chapter 11. It is. It is. And this is also speaking of a great economic world reset right mm. here. Mm. And we're going to talk about that because cool. that, is, word there, right? <laughs> that is that is kind of in the headlines. It's a buzzword right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And then notice what it says just on what you were saying about others. When, when people hear the truth, they're going to respond. Those who have a sincere heart, this And then John says, and I heard another voice, and I'm in verse 4 of Revelation 18. I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. Come out of where? Her, Babylon. Babylon, come out of Babylon. This is the king of the north that is coming in over the top of the king of the south in in Daniel 11. Come out of her, my people, Mm. lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached Unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Wow. So we, here we have this, this exodus mm-hmm. of God's faithful people in all denominations, in all religious persuasions, and, in, and, and amongst those who have no religion whatsoever. That's right. But those who are of a sincere heart, and the lights are coming on. Oh, yeah, it is. The lights are coming on. I'm getting very excited right now because... Um, this is all tying so well. If we go back to Daniel chapter 11, and maybe I'll just read up to verse 44 from, so verses 42 to 44. Yep. And he shall stretch out his hand against the countries and the land of Egypt shall not escape. So the king of the south, that was south of um, the king of the north there. And verse 43, and he shall have power over the treasures of gold and silver and over all the precious things of Egypt. Oh. Also, the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall follow at his heels. By the way, in ancient times, Ethiopia and Libya were considered to be the farthest parts of the then known world. So spiritually speaking, at the end of time, it's like the whole world will marvel after and follow this Mm. king of the north whose deadly wound is healed. Now, do you want to read verse 44 and 45? Wow. But news from the east and the north. Uh-huh. Shall trouble him. Now, we're going to have to explain this because we've got a king of the north and now we have north again. Yeah. This is very fascinating. Oh, it, the, the, it's just incredible. 
But the news of the, uh, sorry, let me start again. But news from the east and the north shall trouble him. Therefore, he shall go out with great fury to destroy and annihilate many. Mm-hmm. And he shall plant the tents of his palace between the seas and the glorious holy mountain. Yet he shall come to his end and no one will help him. Wow. <laughs> this is huge. This is a very strange plot twist hold on right to here. Your, hold on to your hats, folk. This is huge. <laughs> Basically, uh, I like this word here, news. Mm. News. And it could be translated as a message or a rumor, right? Mm-hmm. The king of the north hears this message or a rumor, and it troubles him so much so that he decides to go camping. <laughs> I mean, it's just a strange plot twist, right? But um, when does a king usually pitch a tent? Because they live in a palace. So kings usually pitch tents when they're going to war. Uh, when and they're on the move. When they're on the move. Seeking to conquer. Seeking to conquer. The whole of chapter 11 is about war, 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 it war. It is, it is. And then it says he will plant the tents of his palace. So this is the king of the north, meaning that the king of the north is about to attack. Will attack who or what? Well, according to what we just read there in verse 45, they're pitching their tents between the sea and the glorious holy mountain. So there's something about this mountain. Mm. That uh, that he doesn't like. The king of the north is going to attack it. Um, in in the Bible, the glorious holy mountain is a picture of Mount Zion, and there are some beautiful verses. For in Mount Zion, in Joel chapter two, verse thirty-two, it says, "For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance." Mm. In Psalm forty-eight, verses one to three, it says, "Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in His holy mountain." It goes on and talks about it being the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north. Oh wow! The city of the great King. God is in her palaces and he is known as her refuge so really and we're gonna have to stop here but this picture of this glorious holy mountain is a picture of god's people it's god's church which happens to be the happiest place in the whole world it's the joy of the earth according to the bible there's no better place to be than part of god's people war no more malvinas is gonna sing i'm gonna lay down my burden down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, I'm gonna lay down my burden, down by the riverside, ain't gonna study, he won't. No more I'm gonna lay down my burden Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I'm gonna lay down my burden down by the riverside, ain't gonna study E-War no more. Well, I ain't gonna study war no more. Ain't gonna study war no more. Ain't gonna study war no more. I ain't gonna study war no more. Ain't gonna study war no more. Gonna study e no more. 
everyone. You're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. Are you wondering what to do with the kids this school holidays? Do you live in Lake Macquarie? Well, if you have kids between the ages of 5 and 12, come join Coast Life Adventist Church's free Holiday Kids Club. That's a full week including crafts, games, stories, snacks, and more. Find us at Marks Point Community Hall the first week of school holidays, Monday, 28th of June to Friday, 2nd of July, from 10 a.m. to quarter past 12. For more information or to register, please call or text 0410-877-920. That number again is 0410-877-920. I'm Robbie Bergen and I'm inviting you to tune into my brand new show right here on Faith FM, The Faith Experiment. Join me as I share with you my personal experiment with faith and how September 11, 2001 helped shape my worldview. I've got great giveaways, so join me on Mondays right after the breakfast show right here on Faith FM. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Looking Up, and uh, I feel like we need the drum roll now because we've been... We're going to give away the code word for today's free offer for the first and fifth person to contact us, either by calling or texting us. It's the DVD, Revelation, The Bride, The Beast, and Babylon. And uh, what's the code word? It's a four-letter word, king. Oh, king there you go. is the code word. And I think that's appropriate because we've been talking about the king of the north, the king of the south, and the ultimate king who you are going to now take us on an exciting journey is Jesus Christ himself. Amen. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and that's Revelation 19. All right, we got we got a first caller in already. All right, Fantastic. so now the, the next... So, do you want to remind it? them the number? Okay, the number to call, 0491 064 669. You can call or text us on that, or 1-800-324-843. Amen. Okay, you ready, Pastor Dan? I am. Oh, I'm just <laughs> excited. You were on a roll before that well, um, music and news break, so I'm looking forward to you rolling on. Well, where we left off in Daniel chapter 11 was this besiegement. The king of the north has pitched his tents around this glorious holy mountain, which we find in other references seems to picture clearly the people of God. Mm. So there's something about... So he's about to attack them and destroy them and annihilate them because they are there the in thing. his way, the one thing in his way from global dominion, yes. which is what the king of the north, Babylon, yes. Satan ultimately is after. And it's interesting how what causes him to go on this rampage is this news that he hears. And so it's obviously this news, whatever it is, it's coming from this glorious holy mountain, the people mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. are here. We'll come back to that in just a moment, but very quickly, um, also talked about this besiegement mm-hmm. and how that's when kings go to war, they besiege something. And it's interesting how the book of Daniel actually begins with the besiegement, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's about to end with the besiegement of God's people too, but it doesn't end the way it starts, which we'll have to do next week. But um, when a Roman army went to battle, they would not just go with their military stuff, but they also came with some religious war decorations, and some of those included their pagan idols that would be on their standards, 
Yes. And uh, you remember how Jesus would talk about, you know, when you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, mm-hmm. when you see the armies surrounding Jerusalem, uh, you know that its desolation is near. And that's the time, a signal to flee. Symbolically speaking, though, in the future, the Bible teaches that there will be a besiegement of God's people mm-hmm. through a union of political and religious power, or we could say a union of church and state that will seek to cut off the life source of God's people, there's no buying or selling in a siege. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Revelation 13, Revelation 13, where no man may buy or sell unless he has the mark of the beast on his forehead or on his right hand. Yes. Yes. So, and it's interesting because at the end of time, and we we read about it in Revelation 18, the merchants of the earth have combined, you know, with Babylon. Mm-hmm. They are part of Babylon, the merchants, you know, spiritualism. Um, you have everything. Everyone is on the same page. They're all of one mind. Yes. Against God and his people. This is great polarizing. Absolutely. This final conflict. Yes. Ah, it's epic. So I guess what we can do in this last segment today is just unpack, well, what is this news Mm. from the east and the north that troubles the king of the north so much so that he goes out and tries to destroy them? Whatever it is, it's not fake news. (laughs) It's not fake news, no. (laughs) (laughs) And it's actually interesting because the word in... um, so in my Bible, it says trouble. I've got the New King mm-hmm, James. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in that, in Hebrew, the word trouble also means to make afraid, to be in agony or terrified. Wow. And this is not the first time that a king has been terrified by news in the Bible. Mm-hmm. News from the East, mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm. Remember when the wise men came by way of the East? Oh. Um, it says that the news that they had, it troubled Herod. Wow. What was their news? It was that a king had been born. Wow. But this time, at the end of time, there's news from the east and the north is that a king is coming. Wow. And how can we know this? What, how can we know what specifically troubles the king of the north? Well, it tells us, but news from the east and the north okay. is what brings this perplexity to the king of the north. Yes. And so um, we now have this little amazing quote that comes to us from a book called Christ Triumphant. And the author here writes, The books of Daniel and Revelation are one. One is a prophecy and the other a revelation. One a book sealed, the other a book open. So we can actually find clues in the book of Revelation that help us to unpack the book of Daniel. Yes, indeed. And one of those clues has to do with the points of the compass. (laughs) And in Revelation chapter 7, verse 2, The Bible reads, Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. Wow. So we've talked about this, you know, the mark of the beast and the counteracting thing from God is the seal of God. Wow, it is. It is indeed. And we're going to talk about that uh, again and again because it's extremely important. The mark of the beast is the direct opposite to the seal of God. So the mark of the beast is connected with no buying and no selling. And this besiegement that you spoke about and the seal of God is connected with God's people trusting in God alone, Amen. no matter what the cost, excuse the pun. And so it's interesting that East is also where Jesus Christ comes from in Matthew 24. Yes. You know, the Jesus comes from the East. Amen. So this is this is what's in this message that troubles the king of the north, that Christ is coming. Christ is on his way. And the Sabbath message, a revival of um, this, you know, this message, a global revival of 
of uh, obedience to God and a desire to honor him no matter what, follow his word. If I can quickly read a quote from this book called you Great got plenty of time. Go for it. It says, The Sabbath will be the great test of loyalty, for it is the point of truth especially controverted. When the final test shall be brought to bear upon men, then the line of distinction will be drawn between those who serve God and those who serve him not. While one class, by accepting the sign of submission to earthly powers, receive the mark of the beast, the other, choosing the token of allegiance to divine authority, receive the seal of God. Wow, so there we have it, as as clear as, as the noonday sun. Mm. Uh, two groups at the end of time, divided by loyalty to God through the avenue of worship, because the Sabbath, at the heart of the Sabbath, is worship. Worshipping who? Worshipping the Creator God, and that is where the seal is to be found in the fourth commandment. All those three elements of a seal, the name, the title, uh, the territory, um, in a common seal, they are all found in the Sabbath. Amen. And uh, such an epic thought, isn't it, this message? It's interesting because, you know, you're talking about the message from the East, which is, you know, which is the message of, of, of Christ and that final message, the sealing message. Mm-hmm. What follows the three angels' messages? The second coming of Jesus. Yes. So it's really, Jesus, this is the news from the... This is the news. The news is the three angels' yes. messages, God's final message of love to the whole world. That's yes. the gospel that Jesus spoke of in Matthew twenty four fourteen in an end-time context. It's, that is it. It's dynamite. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, now, now, what about the king of the north? All right. So, all right. So we've oh, said, do you have a little bit more on the king of the east? I, Sorry, on the uh, east? Just one sentence. Okay, go for it. In, in Ezekiel 43, verses 1 and 2, we see the glory of God of Israel comes by way of the east. So, you know, this is where the sun rises, as you also pointed. But it's also interesting. Can I just say, yeah. I just, some, something came to mind go right ahead. now. I don't know if this is really. Anyway, the Garden of Eden yeah. was planted on the side of the east. I didn't remember that. Yeah, it just wow. came to me. I just thought of that word east, and that, that's the first time it appears. Yeah. And guess where God's people are heading in Revelation? To, to, to the garden made new, new, the new garden on the new earth. Oh, there's just so much in this. There is. Well, in the time that remains, you know, north is also a point of the compass that is also spoken of positively in relation to God. Yeah. And our listeners might be thinking, but hasn't the king of the north been, you know, a bad thing all this time? Babylon. Yeah. It is. It's Babylon. Yeah. But I just want to remind them of what the Bible says. The prophet Isaiah talked about Lucifer when he was coveting the throne of God in Isaiah 14, verse 13. He said, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther sides of the north. Wow. So there, north is a reference to? God's throne. To God's throne. And where God is. Yeah. So 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 you're telling me you well scripture is telling us yep. that the king of the north the false king of the north the apostate counterfeit king of the north that we have been reading through he recognizes that the true king of the north He's is coming. coming. Yes. And he is shaking in his boots yes. because he knows this is it. Yes. This is it. His his days are numbered. Amen. And on that very note uh, backing up to where we were just a few minutes before in Revelation 18, verses 1 and 2, the Bible describes a message that comes from the true north, that comes down from heaven. 
In the Bible says, I saw another angel coming down from heaven. Mm, true north. True north. Having great authority and the earth was illuminated with his glory and he cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. This is a Christ-centered message that sweeps the world at the end of time. This is powerful. Something has just gone ding, 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 ding in Danny's head. And this is fascinating because we read earlier, well, if you read, um, if you read the rest of, of that passage there in Revelation 18 from verses, what, well, verses two and three, we discover that the nations are drunk. So yes. when you're drunk, you don't know what is right and what is wrong. You don't know where up or down is when you are drunk. Oh, yeah, okay. True, true. And so we have this world illuminated with the true character of God. The light surrounds this whole world of God and his truth. So all those that are living and all those that are, are existing in drunkenness, all of a sudden they have the opportunity of coming to their senses. Everyone sobers up. Amen. Everyone sobers up, and then each person has an opportunity to make a choice. Will they serve the lamb or will they follow the dragon? Yes. Amen. Did I that make sense? It did. It made sense to me because um, the glory of and God. come out of her, my people. Yes. I've lit up the world. You now see what's drunk and what is not. You have an opportunity. Come out. Yes. It reminds us of that time when Moses asked God, please show me your glory in Exodus chapter 33, verse 18 and 19. And what was God's response? He said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And in a Hebrew context, a name is synonymous with character, character which highlights what you just said. And we see the character of God most clearly displayed on the cross of Calvary. Amen. There you could see clearly that God is love. And so at the end of time, as you've said, we will see the glory of God shining in the face of Jesus and shining out of the followers of Jesus to the world. Wow. God's people are going to stand up, step up, and shine. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That is so, powerful. Do you have any more to share, Sharissa? I just have this quote um, that I think would be nice for us to hear. It's from Christ Subject Lessons. Here the author writes, The last rays of merciful light, the last message of mercy to be given to the world is a revelation of his character of love. Wow. The children of God are to manifest his glory. In their own life and character, they are to reveal what the grace of God has done for them. The light of the Son of Righteousness is to shine forth in good works, in words of truth and deeds of holiness. Wow. So this is the news. This is the news. This is the news. And so what a challenge and what a word of encouragement to us all that God wants to use all of us through the power of his Holy Spirit at the end of time to showcase the character of God in this dark world so we can be part of that light that illuminates the whole earth. Sharissa, Amen. how exciting. We are, we are living at that time. We're, it's hard to, it's, it's amazing. You know, we haven't got time to keep going today, but next week we'll go to chapter 12 because it looks like the king of the north, you know, might be successful yeah. in, in attacking. The false king of the north. The false king of the north. But uh, it says here that he will come to his end and no one will help him. Yeah. So, that's because of what happens in the next verse. That's right. There's someone who comes and There's he's named in the next coming. verse. Oh, yes. it's so exciting, folk. We are ready for next week. I can't wait. I wish, I wish like in five minutes' time it was next week. <laughs> I wish we could time travel. That's right. Because it's so exciting. But Amen. Well, I've enjoyed that. And uh, we're going to have a scripture song. Oh, I didn't know there was such a thing. There's a scripture song on Daniel chapter 11. Oh, wow. I'd like to hear it, actually. So that's coming up. And then we'll be back with a few moments uh, right after this.
songs. I know, that was quite amazing, wasn't who'd have, it? Who'd have thought that you could have a song on Daniel chapter 11? Most people <laughs> most people don't even know what it's about, let alone a song on Daniel chapter 11. Shell, you have done super well. I don't know where Shell finds all these amazing songs. She's amazing. She is amazing. <laughs> well, uh, what a study. We are at the end of chapter 11, ready for whatever comes next week. I'll let you talk about that. But Pastor Danny, um, have we still got any prize available? I'm not sure. I've got to look to Shell. Shell, um, we have one. Okay. okay. So we have one more prize and that is the, this incredible DVD, The Bride, the Beast and Babylon, which fills in so many more gaps that we haven't been able to fill in this afternoon. The Bride, the Beast and Babylon. So the next person that calls in, it's all yours. Is it? Oh, no, no. Well, there's we, almost. There's almost. Okay. <laughs> it's going to the first and the fifth. So we've the had the first, first one. Oh, we've had the first one. Okay. Yeah, so, so it's just, now the fifth one. Maybe just call a couple of times. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> just just call. Call. Oh, Let, with the code word. Oh, with the code word. Sorry. The code word was king. The yes. code word was king. So call a text. 0491 064 669. Or one eight hundred three two four eight four three, and the code word is King. Send mm. us it in a text or or phone it through. All right. Now, if you would like to catch up on some of the previous um, episodes in the Book of Daniel that we have been going through, all you need to do is go to Faith FM, go to the website Faith FM, uh, go to the podcast section there. And under looking up, you'll be able to find all the previous programs, and so you'll be able to catch up. And um, and that leads me into next week, Sharissa. Yes. Next week is Daniel chapter twelve, the last chapter, the climax, Can't um, and the end, and and how and how the true king of the north comes through. And it's just an incredible chapter. So I'm so looking forward to that. That's next week. Amen. Can't wait for that week to come upon us. Well. Um, 
What a study that we've had today. Yeah, it's been epic. It's huge. Uh, I think for me, the thing that stands out is it, it feels like Daniel chapter 11 and, and, and Revelation, they pull back the curtains on mm. this world and we can see what's happening behind the scenes. We see this titanic struggle going on between Christ and Satan and we understand where it's heading and, and how close we are to its final climax. Mm. But it's just such an amazing study, and, and I would definitely encourage our listeners, if you've never studied uh, the books of Daniel and Revelation, please contact us. We'd love to connect mm, you with amen. a local rep from Faith FM who could help you um, with you know studying your Bible because Absolutely. it is a very relevant study. And it's a study for the time of the end because we are now living in the time of the end. Mm, amen. Was there anything that particularly stood oh, out look, to you? Look, for me, uh, as you pointed out, um, that it appears that God's people are doomed at the end of Daniel chapter 11, but then in uh, the true king of the north uh, and that yes. message from the east, the, the gospel, that deliverance message comes through. Jesus Christ comes through through for his people, mm-hmm. and we and we have that elaborated more so in the next chapter, which we're going to deal with next week. So I think that's just Amen. great news. So nothing to be afraid of, nothing to fear, but look up. Yes. To the east, because that cloud is coming. Yes, and that's part of this, that, that whole news that Jesus is coming again. Yeah. This is part of the news that will triumph. When this Jesus is the comes. news, Yes, the this blessed is the hope. News. And it will triumph. Amen. It's not a message that will falter and pitter out. It's Amen. going to triumph victoriously because it's God's message. Amen. So maybe on this note we can... Uh, Close with the prayer, Pastor Danny, sure. would you close for sure. us? Sure. Father in heaven, we just want to thank you for your word. We thank you for the promise that, Lord, you are coming back, and you're coming back soon. And we just pray that each and every one who is listening to this message will be ready and prepared for your soon return, and that we'll also be part of your ambassadors preparing others all around us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you again for joining us today, wherever you join from. It's it's nice to actually meet people sometimes in various places mm. where we are, to meet people who say, oh, I've been listening to Faith FM, and that, that's encouraging. So we encourage you to keep listening to this station. There's a drive time show coming up just after this. But remember that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. up. Amen. And so until next time, may God bless you. We look forward to seeing you here same time next week. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there for me.